tonight. The national treasure and now the cream of the Commonwealth. Nick Aldis joins us on the show one-on-one. Becky Lynch sees success as she she-bops her way onto NBC's Young Rock. Double J is now All Elite. The Bollywood Boys tell us what it's like on their journey to return to the promised land. Plus, Logan Paul blows a wheel while putting on a spectacle at WWE's Crown Jewel. We talk about all that and more tonight on Sunday night's main event. We love professional wrestling. Acknowledge me. This is Sunday night's main event. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Because you love something fresh in you, don't you? We deserve better, people. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Do I have everybody's attention now? My God, what an impact. Hey, it's Mike McGuire. Welcome to Canada's Wrestling Radio Show, Sunday night's main event powered by Great Lakes Beer, a fiercely independent brewery order online at greatlakesbeer.com. If you want to get this show early, you can do so by being a member of our Patreon, patreon.com slash SNME radio. But this show is always available to you free of charge as well across Canada. On TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio and News Talk Networks, we have affiliate stations that carry the show all across the country. Plus, you can always catch it in podcast form at snmeradio.com. As the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia faced threats of an attack, WWE made their way down to present their Crown Jewel event. We'll talk more about that show in depth. Plus, tonight we also talk to the new Stu Hart Heritage Champion. Nick Aldis, the former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, he's going to be in action this weekend in New Orleans, but I had the chance to talk to him about living a dream right here in the Great White North. Also, you knew them as the Singh Brothers in WWE, the Bollywood Boys. Harv and Gerv are going to be here as they talk about their road trying to get back to the top of the mountain. That said, there were some big events in the world of pro wrestling. Let's take you now through some of the biggest stories through the five count. You want to hear the breaking news? With a spear! Power! The rain continues! Here is your winner, and still the undisputed WWE Universal Champion! After the match told the story, it was utter shock, it was utter surprise at the fight that Logan Paul brought to him tonight. Logan Paul is said to be seriously injured after his WWE Crown Jewel match against Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Paul took to social media to show his knee on ice and said that he is suffering from a torn meniscus, torn MCL, and potentially ACL, basically severely damaging his knee. Now, Logan said that the injury happened midway through his 25-minute long match against Roman Reigns. The entire match saw a lot of outside interference from the Usos, Logan Paul's entourage, Solo Sokoa, and even Logan's brother, Jake Paul. Roman Reigns was victorious in the match and now is closing in on day 800 in this reign alone. He got a little nervous walking through the city at night, so I said I'd escort him. You mess with me, you get the 11 and a half inch pythons. That's Becky Lynch as Cindy Lauper from this past weekend's Young Rock premiere on NBC. What's your name? Dewey Johnson. Very cool, Dewey Johnson. Very cool. A little while ago, Lynch was announced as making her network television acting debut on the show. 
Becky was listed under her real name, Rebecca Quinn, as a guest star. Now, Becky played Cindy Lauper alongside Brock O'Hearn's Hulk Hogan and Adam Ray as Vince McMahon. There's no news yet if Lynch will be making any more appearances on the show, but she only had a couple of quick scenes in the season premiere as Cindy Lauper. Jeff Jarrett, a man who has a long history with both Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal. Wow. Just leveled Darby Allen. And a long history with Sting as well. Massive history with Darby Sting. Darby Allen, you just got a lesson from the last outlaw. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett has rebounded since his release from working behind the scenes in WWE. After Jarrett's surprise debut on AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday, it was announced that he will be performing both as a wrestler and as an executive. Character-wise, he's began a feud against Darby Allin, and he seems to be portraying an anti-AEW sort of role. Behind the scenes, though, Jeff is going to be assigned the role of Director of Business Development. It's unclear what that entails, but given Jarrett and his family's history in the industry, the role could add some much-needed experience into developing AEW into a stronger overall brand. WWE medical staff is checking on our truth Ladies and gentlemen, per the referee's decision, our truth is no longer able to compete. Therefore, the winner of the match is Grayson Waller. Our truth has seemingly suffered a severe injury after an appearance on NXT this past Tuesday. Truth was in a match against Grayson Waller. When after doing his jumping split, Truth shot up and went for a dive over the top rope onto Waller on the outside. At that moment, NXT went to commercial break, and while the show was picture-in-picture, when we came back to full screen, we did see medics tending to truth outside of the ring. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer mentioned that the injury is believed to be severe and could even be a quad tear. would like to take this time to send out some thoughts of a speedy recovery for our truth It's going to be Edge and Christian against the Hardys, against the Dudleys, in a TLC match. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my, WWE has filed a trademark seemingly to bring back the TLC brand, or at least the memories in some capacity. While the era of match-specific premium live events like Hell in a Cell might be going away, at least that's what they were talking about last month, it does seem as though WWE wants to market the TLC brand itself. WWE filed the trademark to bring back tables, ladders, and chairs when it comes to merchandise, clothing, promotional materials, or even talking about TLC underwear. Don't even go there. I know. That'll leave a mark. Let's move forward. This is likely a chance to make some more retro merchandise soaring back to the days of the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian, even though at this time, Edge and Devon Dudley are the only two currently employed by WWE. Coming up, Dave Meltzer is away this week, so we have not one, but two special interviews for you. The National Treasure, now calling himself the cream of the Commonwealth. I had the chance to chat with former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion and the new Stu Hart Heritage Championship title holder, Nick Aldis. That conversation is next, right here on Sunday Night's Main Event. Thanks for finding Sunday Night's Main Event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN radio. 
Here in Canada, we have several regionally specific phrases that arise when said vernacular is considered appropriate, i.e., the funny-sounding term, shinny. Shinny is a game of ice hockey played without the standard head-to-toe body armor. Instead, only skates, gloves, a hockey stick, and preferably a helmet is worn. And, if you're Mike Lackey, GLB's brewmaster, you wear the same pair of shinny pants day in and day out from December until March. A common code of ethics is employed during a game of shinny. For example, raising the puck off the ice is strongly discouraged, for fear of being struck in the shins or worse, elsewhere. However, the most common practice takes place off the sheet of ice. Mandatory post-shinny beverages with your team, and boy does Great Lakes Brewery have the beer for that. Shinny Pants Session Stout, a beer inspired by Mr. Lackey's well-worn and well-stained pants. Oh man, you spilled beer on my shinny pants, bud. Shinny Pants Session Stout. Drink it fresh, please. This is Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Mike McGuire. It has been a busy couple weeks. Lots going on behind the scenes. And then had a whirlwind trip out to Calgary, Alberta, which you're going to hear about in just a few moments here, talking to the former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Two times, including a victory over one American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, to regain that title. He's going to be performing in New Orleans this weekend, November the 12th, as part of NWA Hard Times 3. But I had the chance to catch up with the national treasure, Nick Aldis. This was right after his match against Harry Smith, Davey Boy Smith Jr., the British Bulldog Jr., whatever you want to call him. Not your typical wrestling interview. In fact, we kind of joke about that where... I had just seen Nick perform that day, had an incredible match, and I know comicbook.com just did a great interview with Nick as well, talking about the experience he had in Calgary, but this was right there in the moment, so I wanted to share this with you, a conversation with the national treasure, and now, as he calls himself, at least in dungeon wrestling, the cream of the commonwealth, the one and only Nick Aldis, right here on Sunday night's main event. You know, I, I could do the big intro. I was going to say, hi, Nick Aldis. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well. I'm in a good mood. It's a, it was a, a good show. And for me, as a lifelong Bret Hart fan, to be at the Victoria Pavilion and to, you know, to wrestle, uh, you know, in such a iconic venue, you know, How for Bret. Right? Uh, it's, 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 it's uh, you know, I. Maybe I have, maybe I've sort of understated it, but it's a it's a, a huge huge deal for me to get to wrestle. Like uh, you know, Dallas is the promoter, but it's you know for me it's like it's wrestling for Brett. It's, it's wrestling for the hearts in at the Victoria Pavilion. I mean, it's just like that's a huge deal for me. This is exactly the discussion I've been having with some friends and family of mine because I'm actually in the middle of moving and I live like a nine hour drive away from here, so I paid for the flight. And well, just because I got offered the chance to do play by play here, and I was like. This is never going to happen again where the hearts return to the Victoria Pavilion yeah. like this. So. Yeah. Not uh, in my lifetime anyway. Right? Like I, I met I met Brett um for the first time at the at the Rick Flair show, the you know Flair's last match. Like I would never had a chance to meet Brett before that. I'd been at conventions where he was at but because he's so popular, he always has his own room and he's sort of sequestered away and I've just always I've never been able to find the opportunity to go and cuz I didn't want to just I never wanted to meet him in a situation that was quick and fleeting i wanted to have a chance to say hey you know it's a real honor to meet you and you're the reason the main reason that i became a wrestler you're the and you're the guy that i try to emulate more than anyone else and it's you know now i finally got the chance to do that in nashville 
and um, it was you know a huge thrill for me and then about an hour later he came and found me and said hey do you want to come up to Calgary and wrestle Harry Smith and I'm like uh, yes I do you know it's funny because I was actually texting with him while he was down there and he's like yeah you know I'm, I'm walking up the guys right now to get them to come up the guy and he's just like Oh, yeah, because that's what Bret Hart does. He just, you know, finds whatever talent he wants. And, yeah. of course, you're like, yeah, of course I'll be there. Right. I just, uh, I, you know, and I, I, I it's funny because it was the Nasty Boys who were sort of vouching, like, the, the, they're vouching for me and they're, they're telling Bret, oh, you are, he's, this guy's really good to know this. And I'm, going, I'm like, oh, thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, knobs and sags. Like, they've always been cool to me. I like those guys. But, um, yeah, and then it, it, he was just like, oh, I just, I it just occurred to me like you'd be a perfect opponent for Harry and like have you guys ever wrestled and we're like no we never have and we've always wanted to and so it all worked out you know cause how did that take so long to happen I know it's really it's one of those matches that I feel like I've seen it a lot where people have said oh I'd love to see you and Harry Smith yeah. uh, I'd love to see me and Harry Smith you know but no one ever booked it so it's just one of those things so I Maybe it was fate. It was it was meant to be because they, the first time we we touched would be here, you know, in this in this situation. So yeah, I, I'm pleased. And Harry's a great great worker, great talent. Okay, so we were sitting here talking about like you know nerdy wrestling fan questions, which I could hit you with all day if you wanted, but I'm not going to do that to you. I I do want could wrestle anyone. Yeah. Who could it be? But I, I want to dive into that feeling a little more because I know that even today, when, when I got here. And I see guys like you and, and Masters, and even guys like Rohan, who I've never met before, and, and guys who I've met on the way up as well, you know, who are, are all here. When you come in and you've seen videos of it on TV and on the networks and everything else, and you're actually in this building now, like, I, I likened it almost to the first time I walked into a WrestleMania or something, like, the just the f- giant feeling of, like, holy crap, I'm here. Yeah, I mean, I would, I wouldn't want to overstate it, you know, because I, because I, I don't want people to feel like I'm being disingenuous. It's just, it just has a lot of significance to me. Yeah. Because, well, first of all, it's a great wrestling venue, actually. You know, I'm sort of, in, you know, regardless of the of the history of it, like you walk in, you go, this is a great venue for wrestling. Like, right. you know, because that's the thing, you you work so many buildings that you want to, it, you, you, you're, you're crying out to get the ones that that fit wrestling, because you know, you can. There's a lot of buildings that don't, right? Like, it, they're too big. They're too, you know, they're too big for the for the scale of show, or like they don't have good acoustics, or you know, whatever. And it's like you have a building like this, and you go, it's got everything. It's got great acoustics. It's a, it's like a little dome shape. Every is a great seat. You know, every every seat's a great seat. You just, you know, because I, I try to put myself in the in the from the perspective of the fans, and I'm sitting there going, if I was a fan and walked in here, I'd be like i'd i'd get in and i'd be in the mood right away but, all right here we go all right you know it's not like a just a giant room where you sort of sit there in a chair and go well okay there's a well, ring and, and, that's just, and i didn't want to uh i wasn't going for a disingenuous praise either no, no, for, no, for me i grew up in red deer actually and so it was like a two-hour drive but i, I never made it here during the prime stampede run right. so for me this was like literally the place on tv you know right, um right. when it comes to being that person tonight because you came out uh, all smiles, all cheers, and then, you know, good old Nick Aldis comes out and says, you know, I'm going to restore dignity to this championship and get it the hell away from here. You get to be that guy. Yeah. Would that's you have my, preferred to be the baby face? Or? No. No. That's my favorite thing to be is that. Yeah. That's what I love doing. It's my, it's my, I'm the great antagonist. Mm-hmm. That's just what I'm sort of meant to be. That's my, that's, that's what, I, that's what fits me. You know, I think that's, at least in my opinion, I think, one of the qualities that a good 
pro wrestler needs is self-awareness. So they need to have the ability to, to identify, okay, what are my personality traits? Like what, what do people feel about me when, they, when I walk into a room, you know, who don't know you? Not, not who do they feel about your character, but yeah. just a natural, like, and I understand that because of the way I look and the way I speak, it's just, you know, there's all sorts of intangibles that you can't even really articulate, but I know that I lean better towards being a villain. I just have a demeanor and a, you know, a sort of look about me and everything else that just lends itself better to being the antagonist. And I've always been totally happy in that role. I like being that one because I like being in control. I was drawn to the heels as a, as a fan. Like when everybody was going bonkers for Steve Austin, right. I was kind of going, I, I don't like this guy because he, I like Brett. Yeah, you know, yeah, when, yeah. when everyone was turning on Brett, I was, you know, I was furious. Yeah. I was just like, this Steve Austin, he's, he's a redneck, you know, he's just, he just punches and kicks and he's, you know, obviously now as an adult, I go back and I, completely understand that there was a hell of a lot more to steve austin and he's he's the greatest of all time yeah. like because he had there was there's so much nuance to what but as a fan i'm saying yeah. like i i found myself being like i don't care whether brett's you know saying mean things we were like and then when, when austin and rock would you know were setting records like a couple of years later i still found myself kind of going Rock's kind of cool, <laughs> you know. Like I like him, you know. Like, and and I think it was just a part of me that I was already sort of starting to manifest this idea of like living vicariously, right? I was sort of going, I think it's more fun to be that guy, yeah. you know. So I think I was already sort of analyzing it on some level. Not. It took me a long time to get to that point where I, I realized that I had been hooked in so deep, yeah. and then when you get there, it's like, oh, this is the real art of it. And you get to appreciate yeah. it from that side. So. And that's when you, that's when you start seeing guys like Flair and Harley, Dusty and, you know, Austin, Shawn Michaels, Brett, Undertaker. And that's when you start going, oh yeah, that's why they're so great. Like, oh God. And then that's when you, that's when you look at your own stuff and you go, oof, I got, a, I got a long, long way to go. Talking to Nick Aldis here on Sunday night's main event. Uh, tonight, at the time we're recording this, just won the Stu Hart Heritage Championship, which is the uh, the signature belt now for uh, Dungeon Wrestling here. Okay, so I'm I'm doing play by play tonight. I, I haven't done a full show play by play like this in a long time, and that's that's a, that's a tough night. That's a long it, night. It was it was a fun night though, but I I did take one part of your match here and. I mean, obviously, there were some tribute spots, like the the figure you holding the figure four on the ring post for for Harry to put it on you. Uh, you know, I just I'm loving it because I'm watching him make sure you're holding him up and everything. But that was on the fly. You guys didn't call that out? No, no. Just figured we'll just go for all the best I, stuff. I, I I slammed his leg into the post, and I just kind of I was like, hey, if he if he gets if he gets the Iggy to turn it around on me and give oh, me, you got it, yeah. it yeah and it was i was like yep that's 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 those that's what i mean those are the matches i love to have yeah like where we've got there's some stuff and then there's and then there's some working on the fly and there's some ad-libbing and there's some feeling it out there and so as i'm calling this in the match i'm actually thinking it in real life as well and i wanted to know what your perspective was you are the dastardly villain caught in the sharpshooter with the most over baby face the champion and you're in that moment where you're trying to power through. And this is where I'm going to appeal to you and say, if that little part of you can mark out right now, you're more than welcome to do it right here. 
Bret Hart is 20 feet away that from was, you. Dude, that was, uh, I mean, that, that's why I, that's why I mean, I positioned it exactly for that reason. I was like, this is, when he turns me over, I'm going to be right at Brett, you know, like facing him. And Just I was staring him eye to eye. Keep, keep in mind that when I was working his leg over before, I did, I was mocking Brett and doing Brett's. You oh, know, I saw the, the how about it pose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, so, and again, it was just. Uh, that shit still works. I don't give a shit what anyone says about it's evolved and uh, let's do this, let's do that. You know, let's, let's, all, let's do a bunch of stuff that they do in Japan, even though we're in America. You know, or in this case, Canada. Like, it's that stuff works. Like, by the end of that, they were people were coming out of their seats, and I was just like, I, it's a, it's a, you know, when you, like the sharpshooter spot you're talking about, that when you get to that point, when you're tired and you and you're exhausted, and it's like you know, in, in, you're going, oh, like the sharpshooter's stiff, you know, and you turn over and you and you, and you're like struggling to breathe, and you know that you've got to get up and like sell it because otherwise it's not going to have the effect but when the people came up like that that's the that's what gets you through you know and so it's and um so that's sort of the ultimate sort of validation right because every time you go out you're kind of especially when you have a long match like you know 30 minutes like that you have to sort of even with experience and with um like me going out earlier and doing a promo so getting a feel for okay I, i've got pretty good heat like people are going to be into this whatever you're still rolling the dice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're still going out and, and you're going, I, I'm, I've, I've got this recipe. I hope they like it. And it's sort of, that's it. You're, you've been feeding, you've been feeding, and now you're waiting for them to go, hmm, you know, and, and it's, that's pretty much what you're doing. And, and, and so when they come like that, that's, that's music to your ears. That's what we came for. But from a, from a personal perspective, oh God, like the significance of that with Brett there, like that's, I'm just glad what I'm saying is I'm just glad that the people were with it because that's what's most important, you know, even with all the other stuff, even with the occasion being what it was for me. It's like my first commitment was still to make sure the audience was, you know, getting I'll go ahead and say it, Nick Aldis. You make a hell of a cake. (laughs) Thank you. Nick Aldis, again, your new Stu Hart heritage champion in Western Canada. And uh, where else can people look forward to seeing you soon? Next time I'll be... In the ring will be in um, New Orleans, Louisiana for uh, the NWA for um, Hard Times 3 pay-per-view. All right, go get them. November the 12th, I think, or 13th. Oh, I can't remember now. That's not very good, is it? <laughs> you make a hell of a cake. You write a horrible recipe. but <laughs> I make, it, make a hell of a cake, but I don't, I don't know when you're going to get it. <laughs> Big, sincere thanks to Nick Aldis for just a fun chat. By the way, it is Saturday, November 12th for NWA Hard Times 3. He will be on that show, so if you want to see Nick Aldis on pay-per-view, that's your chance. But, uh, yeah, looks like he'll be coming back to defend that championship as well, so maybe get yourself out to Calgary. Anyways, I'm Mike McGuire. Thank you for joining us. This is Sunday night's main event. Coming up, we're going to continue with some more interviews, some guys you've also seen on TV numerous times. In fact, they just had a brief appearance on AEW Dark out in Toronto. They've been touring Canada, the U.S., anywhere they can get booked in the hopes of getting back to the top. Harv and Gerv, the Bollywood boys, you might remember them as the Singh brothers who seconded Jinder Mahal during his WWE Championship run. We're going to catch up with those guys next, right here on Sunday night's main event. Submit your feedback to Sunday night's main event by joining the group on Facebook. Search SNME Radio.
You're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. I'm Boris Aguilar. And I'm Matthew Ederer. And we're still the young guns. Even though, mathematically speaking, we aren't getting younger. Every Wednesday morning, you can wake up to our show on the Sunday Night's Main Event Patreon feed. That show is NXT Talk, where we talk about NXT. We also rate every match and rant about the wrestling world. The show is NXT Talk, and you can find it on SNME Radio's Patreon feed. That's patreon.com slash SNME Radio. I'm in the arsenal, and I'm with Baller Gear. Hi, I'm Chad Jeter, and I'm with Baller Gear. I'm Ricky Collins Jr., and I'm with Baller Gear. Baller Gear is the official home for the CG brand, 39 Sack, Root Demons, Shaq One, Manny Show, Front Happy Collections, and more. We're also the newest home for the official tees from SNME Radio. Check out the selection of tees today at ballergear.ca. This is Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Mike McGuire. It was back on June 25th of 2021 when massive rounds of WWE cutbacks saw several talents being released, including Canadians Gerv and Harv Sira, better known to WWE fans at the time as Sunil and Samir Singh. As the Singh brothers, they were often seen seconding Jinder Mahal, especially during his WWE Championship run, and then reappeared in WWE NXT as a tag team closer to their roots as the Bollywood Boys. Since their release, Gerv and Harv have stayed busy, taking bookings anywhere and everywhere they can, increasing their presence, increasing their experience, and gaining more notoriety as a tag team. The goal? To rebuild and continue their legacies on some of the biggest stages in the world. Last week, at a dungeon wrestling event in Calgary, Alberta, I caught up with the Bollywood boys to find out where their heads are at and what they see for their future, right here on Sunday night's main event. Backstage at Dungeon Wrestling in Calgary, the Victoria Pavilion, a historic building for so many reasons, and the Hart family are promoting pro wrestling in this building once again. Joining me, a couple of gentlemen, I'll allow you to introduce yourselves the only way you can. It's your favorite boys from Bale Bale Bollywood. A little, a, little, a little tired right now because yeah, it's been a long... It was a hard match. It was a hard match, hard fought battle. You saw it, you were there ringside, so the energy levels are a little low, but uh, happy to be here. I don't know how you guys could be uh, saying anything like that. I mean, you guys didn't do much in there. Just had like a, an instant classic with the, uh, the Billington Bulldogs tonight. Uh, definitely a highlight for me in, in all the years I've been watching wrestling here, but... We were talking about it before the show tonight. I was down in Toronto when you guys had your AEW Dark match. You were over like Grover there. People across the country are still just loving seeing the Bollywood boys. Tell me what it's been like for you. We, we've known the journey for the last few months now. We know you're where you've been. We know where you want to be again. But but tell us how it is for you. You know, I like the love we get from Canada, I, I can't put into words, from Vancouver to like Calgary tonight, Toronto when we did the AEW, um, it's just, it, you can't put that into words. It's just a genuine love that you get from people that want to see you succeed. It's like family, extended family, you know, and we love being Canadian. We love representing Canada. Especially when you're on the climb up for the second time here, so to speak. So like, you know, we find inspiration, motivation. And I think more than ever, we're, you know, we're, our work and our matches are like next level right now. So we're, we're definitely excited. So you're going to say that 
I, I don't know if I buy into the whole second climb again here. I think if anything, you guys are on a first climb truly as the Bollywood boys now. I mean, uh, that's really cool you said that because. I feel that too. Like, I don't think we really got to show our first run in WWE as blessed as we were. We traveled the world. We weren't really uh, us. You know, we were playing a part in someone's movie and we did it to the best of our ability. And I know whenever that second time comes, wherever it is, people are going to see what we can really do. And I think we've been showing that across Canada. So talk about the schedule and how it's been because you... <laughs> Like, you can't turn on a, a, a social media channel or anything without seeing the Bollywood boys being booked somewhere. How busy are you guys keeping yourselves, and, and do you give yourselves days off? No, we've been super busy ever since our uh, release, and we're very blessed. Uh, you know, we got great promotions looking out for us. Defy Wrestling out of Seattle. You know, we're on their shows every month, and, uh, you know, they've looked out for us. They've got us working visas for the state, so we're very thankful, which keeps us busy. And, you know, like you said, uh, Time off is a wrestler's worst enemy, so uh, we're, we're not uh, looking for any time off. Even on our days off, we're in the ring training, you know, trying to keep the legs going because after a match like tonight with the Billingtons, you know, you, you better bring it. And, uh, you know, those young cats, you know, they made sure that uh, these uh, so-called vets stayed up with them, and um, I think uh, we all kept up with each other. The Billington Bulldogs have been on the scene now for about five years, but they're really just making themselves known in Canada now. Had you ever worked with them before? Did you know anything about them before tonight? First time. Well, we are definitely heard of them. First time locking up, and it's just, you know, you hear the stories of guys saying, you know, you lock up and you just know it's meant to be, and tonight I think we proved that tonight it was meant to be. All right, I know you guys got a jam here really quick here. I thank you for taking the time for Sunday night's main event. Uh, last question for both of you here. You're here in the Victoria Pavilion. You know the legacy, the history. You were telling me stories earlier about your family uh, having history as well. What did it mean to be in this building at this show tonight for you guys personally? I, I think I'm sure my brother covered it. Like our dad used to come here and watch matches in the 70s. And uh, we were a little emotional when we walked in because it's cool. And obviously, Brett's been great to us since our career started like 16 years ago. And it kind of came full circle for us. And uh, started like you know I got my start here in the Hart family dungeon so you know to my brother's point I think the best way to sum it up for us tonight we found a lot of inspiration a lot of motivation just to keep pushing and uh, to keep cutting the pace we just see Jerry Moore right now I, I, I got a little emotional when Jerry came after me to the match and he's just like I just want to say never quit no right that's champagne Jerry Morrow for crying yeah, out and, loud. and you know and that's like yeah, you hear that from someone like that you know you talk about inspiration and motivation it's, it, it holds so much weight for guys like us. This is radio, so they can't see it, but can we, can we do the dance together real quick one time here? Yeah, you, guys, you guys got denied tonight. So. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Yeah, it happened. It happened. All right. Bollywood Boys, Sunday Night's Main Event. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks for having us, man. It was a quick chat, but still a great chat with the Bollywood Boys. Again, much love to Harv and Gerv, who are, you can hear the hustles in their voice. The passion is still there. They still want to be at the top of their game, and if they keep doing what they're doing, uh, it's just a matter of time, I think, before that happens. I'm Mike McGuire. This is Sunday night's main event. Thank you for being a part of the show. And coming up, we're getting closer and closer to the best ofs and the worst ofs of 2022. Where do you sit on that? We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we close up the show here on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Here in Canada, we have several regionally specific phrases that arise when said vernacular is considered appropriate, i.e., the funny-sounding term, shinny. Shinny is a game of ice hockey played without the standard head-to-toe body armor. 
Instead, only skates, gloves, a hockey stick, and preferably a helmet is worn. And, if you're Mike Lackey, GLB's brewmaster, you wear the same pair of shinny pants day in and day out from December until March. A common code of ethics is employed during a game of shinny. For example, raising the puck off the ice is strongly discouraged, for fear of being struck in the shins or worse, elsewhere. However, the most common practice takes place off the sheet of ice. Mandatory post-shinny beverages with your team, and boy does Great Lakes Brewery have the beer for that. Shinny Pants Session Stout, a beer inspired by Mr. Lackey's well-worn and well-stained pants. Oh man, you spilled beer on my shinny pants, bud. Shinny Pants Session Stout. Drink it fresh, please. You're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. And welcome back to the show. I'm Mike McGuire. We have a little more time than usual with Dave Meltzer not being here this week. You kind of don't realize how much he talks until he's not here, but... That's okay. We still got lots to talk about. Big thanks to Nick Aldis, the national treasure, or the cream of the Commonwealth, as he calls himself now. I just, I still can't get behind that one yet. But <laughs> and uh, also to the Bollywood boys, who uh, you can hear the drive in their voice here. And joining me, you just heard his hearty chuckle. The one, the only, Jolton Joe Aguinaldo. How are you, sir? Mr. McGuire, going all right. I missed you last week because uh, I was in the middle of this move and all this craziness going on. We did not get to spend our usual time watching Monday Night Raw. How was it watching it and thus reviewing it with one Boris Aguilar? Uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was the go home show for the the Crown Jewel. And, it, right. you know, as, as far as go home shows for Crown Jewel, um, I thought this was actually not a bad show at all. Um, I don't care about the show. I'm talking about the, how's the experience with Boris and not me. Oh, no, but Boris is good, but he ain't Mike McGuire. Come there on, you man. go. That's the, <laughs> that's the kind of support my fragile ego needs to to function in this world. Remember, we, we still have the best damn uh, raw review show on the Internet. And, okay, uh, take it easy. Go. Take it easy. We're on the radio. We got to watch the four little words here. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, did talk a little bit about it earlier. Of course, uh, Logan Paul coming out with a big injury. Did you watch Crown Jewel? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. I, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't watch it straight through. I kind of watched it in parts, but uh, I, I did. Yeah. I did see uh, Logan Paul, like for th- what is this? His third wrestling match was really, 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 really good. Um, you I was, really want to hate this guy, but then he comes out and does what he does. And you're like, God, geez. You know what? Like, okay, because I have the benefit of not having any sort of pop culture education or anything like that. <laughs> I, I really like, I only know Logan Paul from what I hear. Like right. I, I've never seen his YouTube show. I've never seen, I've never heard his podcast. Like I know who he is. Right. But, but, but I, I've never come into it, uh, you know, quote unquote, hating the dude. So I was just very impressed by what I saw um, on, on crowd jewel with this guy. Like, I mean, his, his frog splash on Roman looked really good. That buckshot lariat that he did was really good. Like, Again, for his third match in. <laughs> Who wow. Was it? Matt Ederer said that his buckshot lariat was better than Adam Page's. Okay, hold on. Let's back up there. That was Matt. Bit. That was Matt's Matt Ederer from Boris and Matt on our uh, podcast network said uh, that. So I'll admit that it was better than CM Punk's, that's for sure. Well, <laughs> anybody's is better than CM Punk's, and CM Punk will even say that anybody is better than CM Punk's now, but no, but but all joking aside, he was very, very good. That match actually, you know what? Um, I even posted this on our Facebook page. I think people really need to also watch 
Roman Reigns' performance because I think he's very underrated when it comes to putting guys over in matches. I think he's, oh, he's, I, he's, he's been having great matches for years and nobody talks about it. And talking about putting people over and, and selling the mm-hmm. effects of getting hurt. Did you watch Brock and Bobby yet? Oh, dude, that was a fun match. <laughs> that was crazy. Like not a quick match or not a long match, like nope. six minutes or so. But it was one of those matches again where I know a lot of people like to tie the politics into these Saudi shows and everything. And I, I, we're not here to talk about global affairs. We're here to talk about wrestling. So if you look at it as a wrestling show, that match had everything it needed to have and, mm-hmm. and not too much, not too little. And and Brock looked like he left that, even though he technically got the win. Spoiler alert. Uh, worse for wear. And I mean, if this doesn't start ushering in the return of the hurt business, I don't know what will. Yeah. I, I again, that was a match I was looking forward to. Um, and it didn't have to be a 15 to 20 minute classic. It was just a nice six minute Haas match. I think Lashley looked great. And yeah, you're right. Brock got the win um, barely. Um, but Lashley still, you know, walked out with the heat after putting that hurt lock on on Brock. So you've still got some un- unfinished business there. Okay, one character, one personality that's causing a bit of a rift since his return, Bray Wyatt. Where <laughs> are you with Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy? Because for those that don't know what's been going on, Bray Wyatt came back uh, last PLE, and since then we've been getting this teaser that. That it's the real guy. It's the real guy. And then all of a sudden this Uncle Howdy comes on in a mask and sounds a lot like him. But now they're saying it could be somebody else playing the role. But what do you take when you see these these Bray Wyatt Uncle Howdy segments? Are, are you enjoying them or are they kind of dragging on for you? Okay, so I, I need to split this up. So I'm happy for Bray Wyatt, the person. I'm glad to see him back. I really hope he comes back and he does good things. That said... Bray Wyatt, the performer, I have a very, very short leash with because we have seen this over and over and over again. And look, I haven't watched a lot of SmackDown, so I haven't seen a lot of his promos, but I have seen them on YouTube and it's the same thing already. And it's like, okay, what's next? And at this point, um, like I said, I don't have a very long leash with Bray Wyatt because he'll come back to a lot of fanfare. His, his initial promos will be, oh, this is really interesting. This is really interesting. And then it's like, okay, when is it going to get more interesting? When is it going to like evolve? And I'm already at the point where I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done with Bray Wyatt, but I'm not, I'm not really um, looking forward to any Bray Wyatt stuff right now. It's just kind of like, meh, whatever. This is the same old, same old. See, and I'm kind of of the mind right now as I watch him. I'm thinking like, hey, this is a guy who – is coming in that the character has been rushed so many times before they've really pushed it along. And they're also stuck in this thing where they have to have him appear somehow every week. They just have to, because he's a draw and they have to justify bringing, you know, spending the money to bring him back in. Do you think there's a possibility? And and I saw someone on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash SNME radio is saying that, you know, this is almost like the definition of insanity, right? You know, having the same scenario happen over and over again and expecting something to be different. Do you think there could be a bigger payoff this time with somebody else in charge of the uh, the creative pencil, so to speak? And, and again, I think that's the reason why I'm still giving this a chance is because Triple H is in charge. So okay. let's let's see what that looks like. But I, I, again, I will reiterate that I have a very short leash on this one. 
Fair enough. I want to shift gears now. Speaking to people you might have a short leash with or not, uh, AEW saw the debut of Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) Now, before you go into this, because I haven't actually heard your full thoughts on this yet, but I did watch the show and we talked about it here. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, for those that don't know, was working behind the scenes in the office of WWE. He had that special guest referee role at uh, one of the premium live events and then kind of disappeared again. Went on to do Ric Flair's last match, which was its own spectacle. Shortly after the Paul Levesque Triple H regime took over, uh, Jeff found himself looking for a job again and finds himself now in AEW. Director of uh, business development is the title that he has. So I can see the company bringing in a Jeff Jarrett from that aspect, a guy who knows how to build a company. I mean, like love or hate it, he was right there for TNA for the launch of impact wrestling and, and developed that tried again with global force that didn't kick off very well, had some personal problems get in the way of that as well. But this is a guy still with his family lineage and history in the business could be a tremendous asset behind the scenes do you, Joe, see Jeff Jarrett as an asset in front of the camera in 2022 in AEW? Ooh. Um, okay. So I will agree with you. And personal pre- I want to say this too. We're not, we have never claimed to be experts. We're fans. We cover this show. I try and cover it from a broadcast, uh, you know, not, not even news, but like from a, a fair impartial stance here. But I think it's a fair question to ask here. So, again, in your personal preference, your personal opinion, Joe, does Jeff Jarrett on AEW excite you at all as a fan? Okay, so let's start with the backstage. I think he I agree with you 100 percent. Whether you like him, whether you don't like him, he's been in the business for how long his family's been in the business for how long? Like, we're, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking decades here. So I think from a backstage perspective, I think it's a very good move for AEW that I, you know, cause that's a company that I think desperately needs a backstage presence. And Jeff Jarrett is that back can be that backstage presence. Now that said though, in front of the camera, um, it's Jeff Jarrett. I can't take that seriously. I don't want to see him. I don't want to like, I've never been a huge Jeff Jarrett fan. I don't want to see him taking um, like, I I'm torn. Cause I know he's going to help with the younger talent. But part of me wonders, is is he going to be like that old carny guy and try to get himself over? Or is he truly going to try to help with the younger talent? No, he's, he's not an old carny guy. He's the last outlaw. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him. Just but don't tell Undertaker that. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but the thing is, he's still of that. He's still of that sort of mindset, you know, back in the old territory days, kayfabe brother and all that stuff. So. Again, I think he's got enough experience to help in front of the camera. I just don't want to see it. I'm not a I'm not really a big Jeff Jarrett fan. And in fact, on the All Elite Weekly podcast, like we were like, hey, you know, it's great that he's backstage, but it's Jeff Jarrett, so we can't really take it seriously. Okay. Well, you know what? I can take it seriously as long as that cowhide jacket he was wearing in WWE doesn't come back. The, the cow print. With the, <laughs> <laughs> like, he looked like a dairy cow just coming up there. <laughs> I, 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 I think what it really comes down to is we've only seen him for one week. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to like 
dump on it yet because it's one week. I, what you're hearing is my bias against Jeff Jarrett, but I am. Well, that's what I'm asking see. you for, though, as a fan. Yeah. I'm not, uh, no, again, I'm not again, doing professional analysis here. I'm asking you as someone who's been watching and with all Elite weekly, especially on our podcast network, you guys cover the show every week. So so if that's where you're at, that's where you're at. And it's yeah, fine. We, we are. We are not fans of it right now, but who knows? Let's see what happens. You're talking about you and Dan Lavransky. This isn't just uh, Joe yeah. and his multiple uh, <laughs> interpretive wrestling fans <laughs> that live inside him. Okay, well, you know what? These are all great things that are going to come, come up with our best of and worst of. If you want to vote to be a part of the best of and worst of 2022, patreon.com slash SNME radio is where you can do that. And uh, again, we invite you to do that. It's, it's like a buck a week, basically. Now, Joe, I have to ask you. As we get closer to the end of the year, do you have your list even started yet? I do actually. I oh. I, I try to. No, don't get me wrong. I have like half of it for the best <laughs> of, and I'm I'm not looking forward to the worst of. So, but yeah, I've started uh, at least thinking about, um, you know, some of these categories. I don't know if I have it in me to do a worst of list because I just. There's enough negativity towards pro wrestling as it is from the fan base. But I, if we got to do it, we got to do it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Did you yeah, see? I, last thing here. Did you see Becky Lynch on Young Rock? I I saw her clip as Cindy Lauper. Okay, yeah, we played a couple clips here on the show too, but she wasn't bad. Not bad at all. I liked it. I mean, Cindy Lauper never looked so jacked in her life. No, but. exactly. And and I mean, I don't think Cindy. I don't think Cindy's as tall as Becky Lynch. So there's that as well. But uh, hey, man, it's, it's Hollywood. It's creative license. Whatever. I just thought she did a great job. So very cool, Dewey Johnson. Very cool. <laughs> That's Joe Aguinaldo. I'm Mike McGuire. This has been Sunday Night's Main Event. You can catch us again. Patreon.com/slash SNME Radio. We team up together. Every Monday night after Monday Night Raw for a show we call Tuesday Morning Cooked. Joe, thank you for your time, my friend. Thank you. And wherever you are, thanks for listening, letting us do what we do. Till next time, play safe, drive safe. Ah. Be seeing you. Thanks for finding Sunday Night's Main Event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio.